Hello, teammates, and welcome to The Gold Diggers, a program where we discuss stories of leadership and motivation with sports serving as a metaphor dedicated to daily grinders, corporate athletes, and go-getters. This is Simone Haldon, digging in with my co-hosts, Reddy San Agustin and Robbie Devera, and we are your resident gold diggers. In our previous episode, we had a conversation with one of the most accomplished athletes in the country, a decorated swimmer, Akika Thompson Guevara, who shared with us the three tips she learned on how we can develop courage, which are number one, know that excellence is personal. Know your purpose and remember that what we do is a reflection of us. Number two, show up, face your fear, and be all there. Fear will always be there, but it doesn't have to stop you from achieving your goals. And sometimes fear can even push you forward. Top performers like Akiko do things afraid and still choose to show up and take action. And related to that is step number three. You gotta put in the work to overcome the fear. We can never underestimate the power of effort when you know you've prepared and trained enough and you've allowed the process to guide you. Fear becomes much easier to overcome. So those are such relatable tips on courage and how to be a high performer from Akika Thompson Guevara. And speaking of courage, one can have a short supply of it when it comes to entering new frontiers. And today we're going to dig into the story of someone who has helped pave the way, especially for Filipinas in the world stage of her sport. But of course, I wouldn't be able to do this without the help of my fellow gold diggers. So Rally, Robbie, what can our teammates expect from this episode? Thanks, Sim. Well, hi guys, it's Saturday again. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of The Gold Diggers. Do stick around with us tonight as this episode will dig deep into the life of one of the country's first female billiard player and world champion. She was also recognized as one of the most influential athletes of the past decade. I'll say no more as I will pass it on to Robbie to formally introduce our special guest. Robbie, take it away, man. Thanks, Rails. Hey, teammates, we're excited to welcome our next guest, who is one of the most decorated sports icons of our time and one of the longest serving members of the national team. We've got a kindred individual here, a fellow gold digger, and certainly one of the pioneers in women in sports in the country. We have Rubilin Bing Amit in the house. So we hope you stay tuned as we dig into how she can teach us a thing or two about how to enter new frontiers like she has. Back to you, Sim. Thanks, guys. So I'm really stoked to tell you guys more about today's guest because she's the first Filipino to become a world pool champion. And she has won 14 medals in the Southeast Asian Games since she started representing the country in 2005. And since she first qualified for the WPA World Championships in 2006, she became world champion twice. The first and only Filipina to achieve such a feat. She is known to be one of the friendliest people and has represented the country well in the world stage. And even more than becoming world champion, she has won awards for her sportsmanship. It's such an honor to have her here and it's a privilege to share her story. So let's all welcome Ruvalin Bing Amit. Hi everyone, uh, good evening, mayang gabi sa tanan. Uh, I'd like to thank the Gold Diggers, Rally, Simone, and Robbie for having me. Such an honor. I'm really excited about the discussion and I hope that uh, meron kayong mapulot uh, in my uh, my experience and my life story. Again, thank you. 
So thanks, Bing, for joining us tonight. Um, so tell us, what have you been up to lately? Uh, well, now there are, no, there are no tournaments because of the pandemic. It's kind of difficult to, <laughs> to travel, especially uh, most of our tournaments are abroad. Um, since the pandemic started, March of last year, uh, we took a big hit because we lost a loved one. So my main focus was really to cope. Uh, what I did was I attended Zoom sessions for mental wellness. At first, it was really focused on, on coping, on being able to overcome that difficulty. But as it progressed several months, up to now, I still, I still, uh, I still attend the uh, mental wellness by Project Steady under uh, Gang Badoy, Teacher Gang, uh, MWF. Uh, I somehow uh, was able to connect it with billiards. Because from coping, coping from that loss, now it's about, I know, uh, it's about knowing myself more. It's about uh, knowing my childhood traumas, uh, the decisions, the, my decisions that are being affected by those, by those uh, experiences when I was a child. So they're mostly that. And now I'm having my billiard room fixed. So hopefully by in a few weeks time, I'll be able to really focus and be ready for the SEA Games by the end of the year. I love that you, you really took the time to to uh, to to work on your mental health uh, healthness mental health uh, and and, <laughs> and we actually saw each other in in one of those rooms right uh, back in yes. the summer last year and yeah I, yes. I really appreciated those sessions those are really great sessions on especially on on processing the all these different experiences and especially coming from you know the start of the pandemic and everyone adjusting to it. It was really helpful to have a, a group like that where everyone's just talking and you know there's no judgment in the room and everyone's just so open to sharing their experiences. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Apart from you talking about your experience, you're also learning from others. And of course, from, from the facilitator, which is teacher gang. Yeah. So much to learn from her also. I mean, yes, yes. I love I love mm. the environment that she had that she made in that room. And also yes. everyone else, like it's it's hard not to talk about things, and you know people are just like, you know, uh, it's 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 important to know that people have gone through what you've experienced, but also even if they did not, um, it it's like them uh, validating that you know yes. you went through some shit, man, and you know you're alive, you survived, and, and it's comforting. Yeah, <laughs> it's very comforting. Yeah. <laughs> So Bing, um, let's bring our audience up to speed and remind them on your roots and how you began your amazing career. So can you tell us about how it all began? Tell us about your journey in billiards so far in a nutshell. So I started when I was 12 years ago. Not so long ago. Siguro just a couple of years back lang. <laughs> so I was in grade 6. Uh, but my first sport was really basketball. But if you've seen me in person, you would know na hindi ako pang basketball because <laughs> of the height, the height requirement. Anyway, uh, and then my dad became interested in billiards. It was his ano, it was his stress reliever. So my dad's my playmate. So I would always tag along with him uh, in a billiard hall in Cebu. I was, I was in Cebu pa din. Maunang kamuha kong Bisaya. So, so I'm very fluent in, in Cebuano. Uh, and then, uh, siguro this is really my path. Because from from staying in Cebu, uh, if we would want to draw, if we would want to watch tournaments, he would fly to Manila to watch the Tatay Efren, the greats. 
uh, even sa like Varners or Strickland, you would fly. Uh, and then, but what happened was the family had to make an adjustment because my grandparents uh, uh, transferred to the U.S. and my dad's the eldest child. So we, need to, we needed to transfer to Manila to, for him to handle the business. And that, that was when it started. It all started because dito talagang tournaments. In Cebu kasi it was mostly practice and I just play by myself. And if not by myself, ang kalaro ko, mga cousins ko, which was ipitan lang ng kamay. Sinong unang umiyak? Talo. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so from there, uh, we transferred to Manila. And then dito talaga, I started from class C, which is the lowest class, and then class B, class A, class O. That's in the, that's, ano, in the amateur level. And then uh, when I was in high, that was in high school. But when I was in college, first year, second year, medyo naglalaro pa ako. But majoring na, I took up BS in accountancy uh, in USD. So when I when I was uh, nasa major na, sabi ko hindi kaya. Hindi kaya na uh, pagsabayin na billiards and schooling. So I, I kind of stopped playing billiards. But my real reason is, my real reason was, secret na lang natin, was that because nag-aaway kami ng father ko. Pag natatalo ako, nagagalit siya. So sabi ko, if wala naman akong, there are, Nung time na yon wala namang ibang uh, kinakagalit yung dad ko sa akin. So sabi ko, if billiards, magagalit siya, then I'll stop billiards. So ang binigay kong reason was, I want to focus on studies. So so after college, I wanted to pursue ano, being a CPA lawyer. Yun talaga ang dream ko, to be a CPA lawyer. But my dad had other plans. So ang big influence ko talaga sa paglalaro is my father. Siya talaga nag-push sa akin. When, uh, when I wanted to review for the uh, for the board exams, uh, binigyan niya ako ng, ano, ng bait. Bibigyan niya ang kotse as long as hindi ako mag-boards. So, doon ako sa path na mag-business. To help out sa business, I helped out sa business. But then, I played muna in one international tournament, my first, which luckily I was able to win. And then when I came back, I realized na wala masyadong opportunity for women's billiards at that time. So, nagtrabaho ako. I joined the family business, una sa cargo and then sa canteen. And then, uh, after that, nag-call center ako for a year, which I really enjoyed. Uh, but in 2005, nagkaroon ng, uh, ng news na ang SEA Games dito magkakaroon ng women's event. So when it was uh, it was confirmed, I joined the qualifying. There was five qualifying tournaments. I was able to enter the national team. So from 2005, uh, I was lucky to win gold, two gold medals. And then from then on, yun na, redirection. Na. So I've been playing for over 27 years. A little over 27 years and a national athlete for how many years na? Almost 16 years. Diba? So not so long ago. <laughs> that's, that's a great story. You know? So we have to thank <laughs> your family and um, serendipity yes. in bringing you to Manila and eventually, you know, uh, making history in, uh, yeah. in the game. So yeah, But I think more than that, Robbie, it's really the height. We should thank the height. <laughs> Kasi kung hindi sa height, hindi tayo napunta sa billiards. Eh, joke lang. Okay, Bing. So, how, so, you know, given that you've been winning, you know, since 2005, all this, how, how has the journey been for you so far? I mean, knowing that, uh, you know, you're the first uh, female pool player, no? And then having to, having to go through, you know, what you call a man's sport, right? How are you able to to break that barrier, you know, and and really get yourself in the system and and really making sure that there is a place, you know, for 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 women in billiards. 
the thing is when I started when I started on the amateur levels pa lang I was joining the men's tournament na kasi konti lang yung women so hindi sila nakakapag-create ng women's division so I was always playing against the men and then siguro because of my family also my dad parang hindi naman niya pina-feel sa akin na uh, I'd be less of a player since I'm a woman competing against the men parang I felt pa nga na I was more challenged kasi nung time na yon parang pag ako yung kalaban sasabihin ng mga guys na parang oh pare bye na yan bye di ba yung parang next stage na parang bye na yan kasi babae kalaban mo as I'd be like halika dito alam mo yun parang <laughs> babae pala ha and then yun so it wasn't difficult for me na ano I didn't feel na it was a man's sport na it was male dominated kasi parang ako parang it was really just a game for me I just really enjoyed the complexity of of billiards and dami kong uh, gusto ko kasi yung learning so ang dami kong natutunan parang hindi hindi na sa satisfy yung need ko for learning because of billiards parang lagi may natutunan up to now so so yun Again, what was your question? Dal-dal ko kasi, so nakalimutan ko yung question. <laughs> no, it was really fun. In journey, how, no? How was the journey? How's the journey? How's it yeah. for you now? Yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah, from 2005, I first joined the national team. And then it was, una, it was really just enjoyment, just representing the country. And then, ang lagi kong sinasabi is that if I win the gold medal, it's just gravy, ganyan. So, it was just enjoyment. Laro, laro, laro. But it came to a point na parang hindi na gravy yung, ano, yung gold medal. Eh. Parang siya na yung rice. Na kailangan <laughs> siya talaga yung nandun. Diba? Alam tayong pinag. Gusto natin ng kanin lagi. So, parang yun yung naging ano for me. Parang yung transition na from just enjoying the game. It, siguro because of of my journey, which, which makakwento ko siguro later. Yung mga difficulties and struggles ko as an athlete. Ah, uh, parang nagkaroon ng need, nagkaroon ng need to win. So somehow, uh, I was able to to overcome that, ano, yung mindset na kailangan manalo. And then going back, ngayon, ngayon, actually ngayon pa lang, ngayon pa lang talaga, mga, just a few years pa lang na I'm really trying to enjoy the game again. Na parang, parang yung dati na win, na parang either I win or lose, whether I win or lose, it's, it's more of the enjoyment, being the present moment. It's great to hear, and I guess for for all the women out there, just what tuning in, you know, this is what this is what it's all about. You know, just focusing on yourself, having fun, yes. and uh, not being intimidated. You know, being it, it being a man's sport. If if they can do it, you guys can do it as well. I'm sure this is going to be an interesting conversation as we move forward. So, Simone, floor is yours. Thanks, Rally. So you mentioned your journey, and you know there are ups and downs, and and uh, we want to focus on 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 what were the different things that you went through to get to where you are. I mean, given your illustrious back, illustrious and decorated background in the game, and it's surprising that there were moments, there were times that you actually almost left the sport altogether. So can you share mm-hmm. with our audience about those times and tell us what you've learned from that part of your career? Mm-hmm. So. Talking about leaving the sport, several times, several times. First was uh, when I was in college. Uh, I mentioned a while ago that uh, I thought that if I dad ko because of billiards, and I leave billiards. And then second was in 2008, 
So in 2008-2009, around that era, 2007-2009, because we went through some financial struggle, uh, I thought of going to work, to finding a job rather than uh, competing because I felt now what we needed at that time was consistency of the income coming in. So, and there were times then, there were other times when times na I felt na I was doubting myself na parang champion ba talaga ako. And this, this was, ano ha, even after winning, winning a world championship, there were still times na I would doubt myself, na I would think na is this really, ano, for me, is this, Siyempre, as you grow older, iniisip mo rin yung finances. Is this, uh, how do you say it, financially advantageous? Tama ba? So, several times. But what I noticed is that those decisions were made or were considered, kasi hindi naman talaga entirely natutuloy, were considered because that was what I thought was right at that time. But wala eh, nanaig pa rin talaga yung the love and the passion that I have for, for the sport. As in, literal, talagang before the pandemic, yung talagang you jump out of bed because excited got to play. Ganon. Ganon. I'm, I'm really excited and ano, I really enjoy, I really enjoy kasi as I mentioned kanina din, uh, nasa-satisfy niya ko, nasa-satisfy kasi ng sport, ng billiards, yung need ko for learning. Parang hindi na tatapos yung learning part. So, so yun. And hindi lang yun sa billiards mismo, maraming aspect. Uh, maraming aspect, like my personal life, yung, uh, like yung, yung learning, yung spiritual, even the finances. It's tied up with me playing also. It's intertwined. It's interesting how you know, everything ties up together and you, know, you discover yes. the love of the game and, and the fact that the sport satisfies your need for learning. I think that's very interesting also because it, it's, it usually uh, translates to other things that you do in your life too. And that says a lot about you. Uh, so, I mean, what, so now, I mean, what did you feel working with the likes of, of some of the game's greatest players ever? Like, like Efren Batareas, like Django Bustamante, and Ronnie Alcan. It's, uh, no, it's from, from someone, from a 12-year-old who would fly to Manila to watch them play and being called their teammate. Ano pa rin ako dun? Uh, nasa starstruck pa rin ako dun. Even us leaving for like, for example, mga SEA Games, Asian Indoor, and us wearing the same uniform, kinikilig pa rin ako dun up to now. Uh, in 2009, I was chosen to be the partner of Tatay Efren. Naglaro kami ng doubles, so world mixed doubles. Ang tagal kong tinitigan yung email na yun by the organizer because I was like, hindi ako makapaniwala na... I'm beside the legend, the goat, di ba? Call him the goat. Na, nandyan sila. But then, pag nandyan na, hindi mo mararamdaman yung yabang, walang ere. And then, hindi sila madamot. Siguro that's where I'm coming from also. Kaya I want to share yung alam ko rin. Because that's, that, that's what I experienced from them. Yung hindi sila madamot. Hindi sila madamot sila, Tatay Efren, si Coach Django. Lalo si Coach Django talagang Naging nakikipaglaro sa akin. He will take the time to play. Tapos si Tatay Efren, if he sees me, minsan, ulitin mo to, ulitin mo to. Kahit minsan may kalaban ako, <laughs> sabihin niya, gugulo niyo mesa, ulitin mo to. Paano ulit to gagawin? Ganyan. Tingnan natin. So, so it's, I would say na it's, I'm really blessed 
And siguro ito talaga path ko. Because lahat ng, there's a conspiracy. There's a conspiracy to help me. Para mag-progress dito sa laro ko. A conspiracy to help you. Like, they, they, yeah, they, good they're conspiracy. like, oh, this is our <laughs> thing. Let's make sure she make it. So the, you've been working yes. with them even before you you won the, your first world championship? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, in, in, in the team and in some tournaments. And kasi even if hindi naman talaga yung interaction as consistent before I won the world championships, just the mere presence of them, just the mere presence of sila tatay, encouraging enough na eh. Tsaka si tatay Efren, if you see him sa training center, sa game ball, uh, that's the national training center, nandun din siya, day in, day out. And sobrang simple lang, nakikita mo, and then the, the, the work that he puts, talagang todo, talagang todo trabaho din siya. At the age of how, how old? 60 plus? Pero yung work ethics niya, nandun pa rin, buong-buo pa rin. So, what about um, training tips? Uh, what, what did you discover from working with these guys? Uh, working with them, I saw that like different players have different, uh, different strategies or different, even the form. Nakikita mo, when you watch Pinoy players, iba-iba. Iba-iba yung form, iba-iba yung pamamaraan, iba-iba yung uh, way of placing the cue ball. So what I did was to, to watch them. I watched them and then I tried to get bits and pieces on what I can, I can apply sa laro ko. And then from there, I tried to build on it. Especially nung time na... Uh, in 2012, I, I got... Uh, I got uh, I got a personal coach who, who taught me at home. After, after training sa national team, I would go home and uh, train with my personal coach, Coach Lester. And then uh, from then on, when, when he helped me understand the concept of the game, because before naman, when I was young, it was really watching. It. Most of the Pinoy players, naman, we learned the sport through watching. Yung mga idol, na, yung mga idol namin, like watching F, Tate Efren, Coach Django. Kuya Dennis, yan, sila Kuya Ronnie, when we watch them, and then gayahin ko nga, so para gaya, gaya, gaya kami ng gaya, ganyan. But, from there, hindi ko talaga, yung understanding nila, hindi ko alam kung ano yung nakikita nila sa, sa cue ball, sa patterns. So with this, when I had my personal coach, uh, he was able to explain to me the concept, yung, yung, yung very detail of things, So from there, while I watch, nung nagkaroon ako ng knowledge na yun, while I watch, I'm able to understand and I'm able to build and I'm able to tweak it na. I'm able to tweak it na, ah, ganito pala. So when I apply this, ganito pala mangyayari. So there. So uh, it's a big help na nandyan sila, andito yung grades and andito yung knowledge. And andito ka. Knowing kung ano yung capable ka, kung ano yung limitations mo rin. And then pinagsama-sama mo yun And then doon, doon talaga yung, yung understanding. Yun yung, yun yung I, I felt na what propelled me to, to really improving in my game. What I picked up from there was that, I mean, you got to work with all these, these really talented, yes. talented players and you got to learn from them firsthand. And the fact that you're able to pick up all these different things and you pick up things that you, that 
that you could work for your uh, that that you could use and made them mm-hmm. your own and finally like you know this is how Bing plays and and that's that's a really interesting thing because when it comes to high performers also high performers have this habit of making their own curriculum right and you yeah. made your own curriculum you made Bing's training so uh, now uh, let's go back to you know the, how there were gaps in between your participation with the national team mm-hmm. and you know how but also like notably between your two world championships and so i'm curious like what was going on in between because it seems but it seems like you know that after those gaps you came back even stronger so what motivated you during those times ang galing ang galing you were able to notice the gaps kasi importante yun eh yung gap na yun because dun talaga yung building mo eh yung gap na yun the victory is just one moment in your life but the gap is more important diba yung sabi nila mind the gap anyway so <laughs> so yun uh from 2007 which i won my I, which i placed second and then to 2009 there was a gap that gap was i went through financial difficulties with the family and then uh like current in politics or sport so it was really i know it was really a dark moment for me and then in 2009 i won my first world championship and then to my second world championship in 2013 there was another gap And ito naman was ano uh, because when I won the world championships in 2009 uh, nagkaroon ng mga voices in my head. Pero hindi lang voices in my head, actually I heard it from other people as well, people whom I trust na chamba yun, na wala yun, ano lang yun, parang di maulit yun or laos na yun, ganun. 2009 I won the world championships. 2010, I was able to place third. Pero grabe yung stress. Because I was really trying to prove to people na hindi, world champion ako. World champion material ako. But me proving myself, sobrang stressful, sobrang, how do you say it? Parang, it wasn't fun anymore. Kaya kanina when I mentioned na nawala yung fun, because naging iba yung objective ko eh. Naging it was about proving to them that Rubel and Amit is a world champion. And now that you mentioned yung dalawang gap na yun, kasi ito talaga yung uh, parang gap na memorable for me, I noticed that the gap in 2007 to 2009 was a financial learning. The gap in 2009 to 2013 was a mental learning. That's why when you mentioned na I came back stronger, is because those learnings, dala-dala ko. Kung baga sa ano, baon, baon-baon ko yun. Nandito yun. Nandito yun sa likod ko. Dala-dala ko sila. And Now looking back, thankful ako. Because if 2007 to 2009 didn't happen and I continued winning, wala yung money. I wouldn't see the value of money. I wouldn't be able to invest in those. And I won't be able to share this learning to those future players or athletes who will pursue. So now I can be someone who could say na, if you don't take care of your money, it's not about how much you earn, but what you do with your earning. Parang walang credibilidad yun kung hindi ko pinagdaanan yun. And yung 2009 to 2013, again, another another piece na pwede kong i-share na meron ng kredibilidad. Dahil dumaan din ako dun. Dumaan ako dun sa part na talagang I doubted myself to the point na parang ang sama ako sa sarili ko. When I would make a mistake, nasakit ang bubo mo, yung ganon. Yung talaga ang tanga-tanga mo, dumaan ako sa ganon. So, I'm thankful of those times because now I am, now, 
na I'm more mature. <laughs> I'm more mature with those 27 years of experience <laughs> not so long ago. Now, I can tell those players and athletes na I went through that. Diba? Kung pwedeng hindi yung da- pagdaanan, learn from, learn from me. Diba? Pero kung pagdadaanan yung okay lang din yun because it will really etch something in your heart na hindi mo makalimutan which happened to me. So, so there. You know what they say, wisdom comes with experience and you know, all yes. those different things, that, all those difficulties that you've gone through uh, are also nece- necessities in some way. Yes, uh, definitely. So, I mean, you you've went through you've gone through all of that, um, all those gaps, um, your financial and also uh, what was the second one? Mental. The mental, the mental uh, learnings. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you realized all those things. I mean, it's very practical too, because as an athlete, especially in the Philippines, uh, there the challenge is also you know the financial aspect. Not all at athletes who who are playing at the top level are are earning really well but you coming i mean especially with all your experiences and you know looking into the future also people that you're you and even now people who are you're working with the young ones you're mentoring with a mentoring also at least they're aware of these of these challenges and this is something that you've been through already and it's something that you can talk about with them knowing that you know that you've Mm -hmm. got it already Uh, Mm um but let me let me dial back a bit because uh, I, I want to uh, dig deeper into your experience in the world championship. Because what's interesting is you, you came in the, uh, the first time you got into the world championship was in 2006. So how was that experience for you? You know, how did you get there? Mm, uh, in 2006, so coming from a win, uh, double gold in 2005, I was confident. I was confident that oh, I could take on the world stage. So my manager, uh, Mr. Puyat, uh, was able to secure me a spot through wildcard in the world championships. When I joined, I realized it was a completely different level. Na it's something that you, parang kumbaga sa exam, hindi ka pwedeng stock knowledge. <laughs> Kailangan talaga, you have to really study and you really have to solve problems for you to be able to prepare. So that was that was a big thing for me. 2006 is a big thing for me because dun ko nakita na because I was able to join na wildcard, I felt na hindi ako worthy to be there. Parang hindi ako kasal, parang saling pusa lang ako. Even dun sa group photo, a group photo sa opening, dun ako sa gilid. Ando na sa pinakagilid na parang tahimik lang na parang hindi nag, nanalo the year before. Alam mo yun, yung parang akala mo kakakuha lang ng Q-stick. Ganon yung demeanor ko nun. And then, we played in Taiwan and the venue was really cold. As in shivering cold. Uh, I didn't I didn't bring any ano eh. What I, I brought was uh, polo and basta ang ano ko lang nun, look decent. But I didn't research the weather. I didn't research where the venue was, which I do now, say because of that. So because of because of 2006, I'm able to I'm able to equip myself. Na. I'm able to prepare for two, 2007, and then taking into consideration all the factors that could affect my game. 
I think that's so cute though. Like yeah, you you ended up there and it's like, oh crap, it's so cold here. I forgot I didn't bring the right clothes. <laughs> But like um yeah. yeah, so I mean you you mentioned earlier that you know you, you were coming in actually pretty confident, you know, winning two golds even before that. But mm-hmm. then, you know, as, as you're going through it and you realize You know, you had some doubts, and that's a very human thing. You know, having those doubts, and you're already you're already there, but you still have that. But yeah. what was interesting also was actually after 2006, in 2007, um, you came in more prepared, and you even beat Alison Fisher, mm-hmm. uh, who's also known as mm-hmm. the Duchess of Doom. And that, and yes. Alison Fisher like won multiple world championships even before that. And mm-hmm. think about it. You you got to beat her in in the group stage, right? And mm-hmm. that year you came in second uh, on mm-hmm. your second year in the championships. That was after that um, in in 2008. You know, not not much was happening for you then. But then in 2009, you came back crazy strong. You won your first world championship. So how was it like going through all that and winning that first one? As I mentioned in 2006, I wasn't prepared at all. Now in 2007, sabi ko, at least alam ko na. Kumbaga sa ano, na-scout ko na. Kasi same venue, na-scout ko na. So I came in, baon lahat, turtleneck, di ba? <laughs> so, wala ba sense of ano talaga eh, anong parang fashion. Talagang akin is function. Alam mo yun? Kumbaga, ito hindi ako giginawin. So ito talaga suotin ko, di ba? Iba-ibang kulay, black, white, red, na puro turtleneck. And then, since I had that confidence na, ah, alam ko na to. Alam ko na yung pinapasok ko. Kasi dito ako last year. Somehow, parang, uh, you got comfortable. I mean, you got comfortable of same same hotel, the same venue. And then, hindi na ako masyadong starstruck sa mga tao. Kasi nung una, parang, oh, si ano yun? Si ano, yung ganun. Puro ka ganun. And then, 2007, medyo parang, oh, medyo cool ka na. Medyo parang relaxed ka na, calm ka na. But then when I played Tamara, when I played the Duchess of Doom, si Alison Fisher, she's like the Efren Batarias of uh, women's pool. When I played her, grabe, nag-fan mode ako. As in, yung parang, it's such an honor, ma'am, to play against you. Ganon, <laughs> ganon. Hindi pa nag-start. Naisip ko nga eh. Naisip ko, baka inisip niya, sinasaiwar ko siya. Kasi kung kunyari ngayon, di ba, parang, no, baloko to, sinasaiwar ako. Pero I was really just a fan ng time na yun. And then I needed one win for me to advance to the knockout stage, which I had a difficult time doing, but I was able to win against Allison uh, for me to be able to uh, advance. And then I was just really playing. I was comfortable with what I was wearing. I was comfortable of the environment, of the people around. So there I was. I was just, I was just performing, enjoying. Kumbaga, parang in the zone lang ako. But in the finals, dun ko na-realize na biglang nag-sync in sa akin. This is my dream. Right here is my dream. On my second year, I could achieve my dream. Ayun. Naglaro, nagtama bola. Tama bola, meaning wala na akong mashoot. Yung mga butas parang may cover na. Hindi ako makashoot. Because nawala na ako. I became focused on, I, my, my focus became on the idea na pwede ako mag-world champion. So that was when I realized that yung mental toughness ko kulang pa because I didn't believe it. Ito ay like na mention is that the difference between 2007 and 2009 was because 
naniwala na ako na world champion ako. Because I visualized na. Na-visualize ko na na I can be a world champion. Noong 2007, para lang akong batang, halika dito, laro tayo, ganyan, I'll win over you. Ganon. But nung nandun na yung reality na pwede akong mag-world champion, doon na ako nag-crumble down. Doon na yung parang, eh, wala to sa, pla- wala to sa ano ko eh. Parang, pag iniisip ko yung mundo ko, wala pa to eh. Gusto ko siya, pero wala pa siya. Hindi pa ako naniniwala. So I built on that. I built on that belief. Uh, I was able to encounter this sa isang talk, na sa isang lamesa, kailangan buo yung paa. So, yung yung top is me being a world champion. Yung paa na yun, kulang pa. So, binuo ko yung paa na yun para by 2009, world champion na talaga. Yung tabletop, solid na. So, in 2008, uh, I didn't do much noong 2008 because we were, uh, because of the uh, gulo sa association noong time na yun, we were really affected, we were removed from the team. So there was nothing much in 2008. And then, so, na- nakabawi. We were, uh, nakabawi ako in 2009. 2009 was actually a good year for me. I was able to win my first world championships, two gold medals in the SEA Games, and uh, world mixed doubles championship with Tatay Efren. You're, the, the way you're telling all this, it's, it, you're just a very observant person, you know? Uh, and, and like, it goes to show in, in, in the results also of, You, you you coming back in 2009 and and in 2013 winning also your world champions and you know remember the gaps that we were talking about in between and usually it's hard to get back on track right and being gone for a while also and you know how how do you get that mo- motivation but i mean to you what was something that that really help you get back on track with things? What's something that you value, value that help you get back on the horse? I would say uh, a lot of factors, actually, uh, within that uh, time frame, yung up to 2009. We're talking about 2009 lang muna. A lot of factors. Uh, malaking bagay talaga, or two things, I would say, is una is uh, support from loved ones, especially my family. Because when we went through difficult times, hindi sila bumitaw as ako being billiard player. Kasi may time na I mentioned na gusto ko na magtrabaho to be able to provide. But they said, no, just continue what you love doing. Which paid off naman. Because we had that meeting in 2009 of February. That was when really, that, <coughs> that was when, <coughs> sorry, that was when shit happened talaga. In 2009, February, yung walang-wala na even my brother had to file <clears throat> ano ba yun, yung leave of absence as LOA from Lasal because I couldn't sustain him sa Lasal na eh. eh alak, every four months ba yung tuition niya? So, parang ako, parang hindi ko na kaya. Kailangan kong bawasan yung stress. And then, that was, we had a meeting in 2009, February, on whether I'm going to work. And they said no continue what you're doing and then 2009 june june 6 i won my first world championship so ang galing ang galing nung ang galing nung nangyari na yun yung trust that they had sa akin uh, second would be the mental game uh, during this time talaga kasi yun ang baon ko eh, yung mental game ko hindi ko pa nung time na yun hindi ko pa masyadong to be honest hindi pa ako masyadong intindido hindi ko pa masyadong naintindihan yung science behind the sport, behind billiards talaga. 
Ang alam ko lang is, oh, ito ginawa ni Tatay Efren. Ito yung nangyari. Ito yung napanood ko. Ganito yung tira. Very basic pa lang yung alam ko nung time na yun. And yun yung baon-baon ko, mental toughness. Kasi when I visualize talaga, when I visualize na magiging world champion ako, na ito yung gusto ko mangyari, and it happened. And it happened. In 2013, I'll just jump lang, just to reiterate yung mental toughness na yun. In 2019, I played against Kelly Fisher, the world number one at that time. And she was like a machine. She was like a machine nung time na yun. When I played in the finals, down ako eh. Lagi akong down nung time na yun eh. It was a race to 10, race to 10. And lagi akong humahabol. Pero every time na nawawalan ako ng loob, biglang nagpa-flash sa isip ko na hawa ko yung trophy. I don't know why. Di ko alam kung bakit nangyayari yun. Maybe because of the visualization, discipline that I had noong time na yun. Parang yun na yung, yun yung ano eh, yung, yung sinasabi na the tournament hindi lang doon sa time na yun. It's not only that four days. Sa amin kasi sa billiards is four days. Hindi lang sa four days na yun. But way before that. So nagbubunga. Kaya for those na yung visualize, yung meditate, minsan hindi mo pa nakikita kasi hindi siya tangible. Hindi siya tangible na agad-agad makifeel mo. But just stick with it. Just stick with it. Mararamdaman mo yun kapag crunch time na. Kapag when, when talagang di ka na talaga, dun mo makikita yung bunga nung, nung discipline na yun. It's good that you mentioned all of that because we're gonna dive deeper into everything that you just shared now. So, Robbie, take take it away. Yeah, thanks, Sim. Um, super, super insightful. Thank you so much, Bing, for the the candor, the honestness. No? So, ang dami kong ninotes sa uh, sinabi mo. And the overarching theme dun sa mga pinagkikwento mo is all about discovery. So, you dis- you I liked your self-awareness and how you discovered that it's a completely different level talaga when it came to the international stage, right? Mm-hmm. And despite learning from the best in the game, that you had to develop your own style and your own way of playing the game. I like that. I also like how you mentioned how you discovered the value of your support system and that your family had your back, even in the toughest times. And, you know, it, pay, it, it bore fruit naman later on. Yung, yung tiis nila bore fruit later on, which was your eventual win. And lastly, I think one of the most important things that you discovered and you delved so long on was your discovery of the lack of your mental toughness in the earlier part, no? And the, the importance of the contribution of the mental game. So super solid, super solid realizations. Again, coming from, uh, you know, deep self-awareness in, in the journey. Um, the question I'd like to ask is, um, you know, despite these achievements uh, post the 2006 and 2007 World Championship, you mentioned to us uh, that later on in the journey, you discovered that you still felt that you were still capable of more and even expressed your desire for even more development. Can, can you tell us about this realization and what it meant for you? Yeah, uh, time na when I won my first world championship, <clears throat> and then people would say na parang wala na yan, laos na yan. Naisip ko, wala pa nga ako sa gitna eh, paano ako malalaos? Alam mo, wala sa gitna in terms of hindi fame. Hindi, kasi laos minsan parang connected to fame or connected to how relevant you are. But it was more of my learning, my knowledge. So alam ko noon na hindi pa, hindi pa po ako laos because hindi pa po ako natututo dun sa maximum level. Marami pa ako talagang dapat matutunan. So, 
uh, I mentioned na I had a personal coach in 2012. So from there, uh, ano kasi ako, uh, since uh, I really love math. So because of that, <clears throat> pinibase ko sa formulas. Gusto ko nang may formula. Kasi pag may formula, then pwede ka mag-build. So, <clears throat> nung nalaman ko, nung nalaman ko yung formula of why things happen, of, of the reason, of the reason kung bakit ganito yung naging effect of what I do. Doon pa lang talaga ako nagkaroon ng formula of things. Uh, and the formulas na yun from the personal coach is the skill, the billiard. And nagkaroon din ako ng formula sa sarili ko. Nalaman ko kung what works for me and what doesn't. Kasi like for example, I'd say na <clears throat> try to look for activities that would give you peace. Iisipin mo agad meditation or parang travel. It doesn't have to be that. Ako, as simple as maghugas ng pinggan. Iba-iba eh. Iba-iba yung what gives you peace. So, So again, medyo magta-touch base ako dun sa sinabi ni, ay, yung sa kanina na discovery. It's about you knowing what works for you. Kasi ako sa akin, breathing exercises doesn't work for me. Kasi may tendency ako to, to try to perfect it. Kunwari, pag inhale yung 1, 2, 3, tapos parang nasa-stress ako, ba't hindi perfect yung 1, 2, 3, 4 ko? Tapos kinuhold ko, bakit hindi siya perfect? Bakit stress-stressed ako dun? So what works for me, nililist down ko. Like, for example, what really works for me is, uh, especially nung time na I was really active with competing, is outward focus. So, so there. Uh, and andami, andami. It's really exciting. If you, if you really want to build on your game, if you really want to build on your game, whether it's the skill or it's knowing yourself, It's really exciting kasi ang dami mo talaga ang pwedeng malaman. Even, uh, even ultimo yung, for example, you have, you have a game. How many hours before hindi na ako pwedeng mag-water? Kasi sa amin, hindi pwedeng mag-toilet break na mag-toilet break. So I have to know that as well. Kung ano yung food intake ko, kung pag-breakfast, pag-tournament, halos puro ano lang, egg and vegetables and fruits. Yun lang. Pero pag hindi tournament, ang dami kong kinakain which is hindi rin healthy, but anyway, nasabi ko lang. So, uh, medyo nalalayo ako. But anyway, what I'm saying is uh, to, to have structure, to know na, like like with me, meron akong, uh, before a tournament, if I have, if meron akong time, I have a six-week program for myself, three weeks for learning, kung ano yung mga weaknesses ko, kung ano yung I feel na I need to improve on, and then two weeks na simulating the tournament na kung saan ako sasali. Kung ano yung cloth na ginagamit, <coughs> excuse me, kung ano yung cloth, kung ano yung temperature, kung ano yung humidity, more or less, kung maulan ba nung time na yon, kung ano yung shot clock, kung ano yung, uh, kung ano yung dress code, kasi minsan kailangan ng may bow tie, And pag hindi tama yung bow tie mo, minsan nakasakal. So you really have to practice with the bow tie also. So, marami, marami. So that's the part na focus ka na, lock in ka na. This is the tournament I'm going uh, to join. Ito yung focus ko. And then the last week, or the, to finish the, to, 
to finish the sec- the sixth week na wala ano na yon i tried to remove my mind from the tournament so i go to dinners to, to movies <clears throat> i go to my happy place kasi ano na yon tapering that's that's me saying na bing my nickname is bing eh. <clears throat> sorry my nickname is bing so sinasabi ko sa sarili ko na you're prepared no need to stress out you're prepared you've done the work now relax everything will just work out baga kung whatever man na ano na kulang mo god will provide so kung whatever man yung result ano just accept it and just enjoy just enjoy the ano so yun i did that since <clears throat> I did that uh, since I've been doing that. Medyo mas ano, mas naging relaxed and mas enjoy ko yung katero. That's great. Now, so what I picked up from that, it's really different strokes for different folks. And yes. what you did was you did you actually put your own personal meaning and how to, uh, you know, achieve the successes that you uh, wanted to achieve, and even in the in terms of the approach, right? So you mentioned about putting structure or having strategy in the approach to the game. You mentioned, you know, you had a certain way of um, timing your training with regard to the load, the tapering, and then the relaxation prior to the tournament, and even paying particular mm-hmm. attention to very specific things like humidity, like the cloth, and even your attire. No? So I like that because what it speaks is, um, it talks about how strategic you are when it comes to the approach especially learning from the mistakes of the past no yeah. and 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 what what we really, what really it brings to mind to my attention is you know how they always say that the olympics happens every day it doesn't happen every four years right you train yes. every single day leading up to it so wearing yeah. the particular clothes in the particular humidity in the particular environment using that same cloth so much so that come execution time you're very, very familiar now with it and you're mentally prepared now to do that. I like it because it's all about, it's really about forging your own path. And, um, and I think that's the, the whole point of this, 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 uh, this episode. No? So it's, it's finding your own meaning in the journey and forging your own way moving forward to the goal. If, if I may add, if I may add, I hold myself accountable. And by doing so, I, I pay for my own trip. I pay for everything. I treat I treat this, uh, this, this. I treat this as a business. I have a fund. I have a fund sa bank, which is for my tournaments. And then namumuhunan ako. Namumuhunan ako sa sarili ko. Kasi kailangan maniwala ako. So namumuhunan ako sa sarili ko. I invest, hoping na may returns. So sana at least break even. Or there are times na, syempre, hindi naman laging panalo. Or there are times na natatalo. But, yun yung ano ko. To be able to hold myself accountable sa lahat nung, nung plan ko. Kasi I set, I set, pag may tournament ako, ito, boom, 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 boom. When, when the SEA Games, nung, ano yung SEA Games? Nung, uh, preparing for the SEA Games, ano na agad? Uh, notes. So, what should I do? How will I... Of course, C-Games, I don't pay for anything because that's the government. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Uh, but in private tournaments, that's what I do. So, and then when I when I win something, uh, of course, you try to give back. You don't try. I give back. So, ganda, ganda. So, actually, lumalabas yung pagka-accountant natin. Ha? <laughs> pagka- 
mo dun sa sinabi mo. So I really like it. It also speaks about ano, you know how high performers are also in the in the process of developing good habits. It's really about investing in little things that build up toward the bigger things that can, that will lead to successes. So thank you very much, Bing. I'll turn you over to Relly because I think it's a good transition point on the part on giving back, as you mentioned. So thank you, Bing. Um, Relly, take it away. Thanks, Rob. So hi, Bing. I think uh, taking it from from your conversation with Robbie, something just really popped up to mind. Eh? It's it's. I think it's how you create your own destiny, and how you actually can tell yourself it's either you make you or you break you. So it's really, you know, the, the preparation and the way the way you 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 maintain your own focus, and it's only you. It's you, talaga. I mean, you know, your coaches are there to teach you, but you really have your own way. And I think that's what I admire. And I think that's how everyone is. Also, they have their own way. When you mentioned it, I like I really enjoy washing dishes right now, Because it, it relaxes me after a stressful day. But yeah, I think you know when you're prepared, you know when you know you know. I think that's 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 the good thing about it, and everyone has that. Every athlete has that that gut feel. Na parang okay, preparado na ako. I'm ready to compete. And uh, if I may add lang, na na realize ko to because when I join tournaments, para ko siyang ano? Eh, para ko siyang retreat. That's when I really uh, more discover for more discovery for more. Uh, parang my my life under a microscope pag nasa tournament kasi really ano uh, walang iba eh doon ka lang naka-focus so i realize one of the things i realize also is that preparation is directly proportional to your result minsan may chamba minsan may chamba na parang uy maganda yung naging ano naging resulta but hindi siya consistent kung kung nandoon ka man sa papuntang championship nagkakaroon ng dead end because at the back of your head nandun yung parang eh, hindi ako naghanda eh hindi ako fully prepared for this kaya key din sa akin yung 6 week program ko because it really locks me in it really locks me in towards that tournament kaya talagang one box at a time ako na ano kaya kaya during this pandemic marami din ako na realize about myself because nung time na yon when i'm preparing for a tournament it's really about Ano yun, parang sobrang focus ko. Ang dami ko rin hindi nakikita. I don't travel. I don't. Ano yun. So now na-realize ko na I should travel, no? <laughs> I should travel. <laughs> yun. So that's one of the realizations pala during this pandemic. So being has to travel. And that's good, di ba? And, you know, the preparation in the end, you know, win or lose, di ba? At least there's still that satisfaction na you prepared. Yeah. And of course, di ba? Not everyone wins. Not everyone loses. Yes. And, and you always yes. learn from every anything that happens. Okay, so in, in terms of my line of questioning, okay, so I want to uh, dive in more to, you know, let's say, you know, your mission to becoming one of the best pool players in the country. You know, it's quite it's quite different no, from, from what other athletes, you know, wanting to be where you are or what you have achieved. Most go for fame, uh, glory, and becoming top earners. But for you, you know, there was a deeper meaning. Eh. Parang everything... Everything you're, you're, you competed because everything you wanted was all about the family, your family, because you were the provider, as you mentioned uh, with your conversation with Simone and Rob. No? Uh, in fact, there was even a moment that work came first before the sport. Uh, 
What were your intentions behind this? And uh, how did it still work out for you? No? And, you know, despite the challenges and difficulties, did you learn something from it? I'll be honest, uh, when I started, it was also about ano, building on my name. Hindi as a brand, but parang I came across this, ano na, the first thing that, you, that you're, you get when you're born is your name. So I wanted to build on it. Uh, I couldn't know why. Basta gusto ko na siyang gawin nung time na yun. And then, uh, as you progress, kasi nag-iiba eh. Nag-iiba yung objective mo. And minsan sinasabi mo ito yung objective mo. But when you really look into your heart, iba pala yung objective mo. But I guess that comes with maturity then. Uh, going back to your question about the family, it's it's just right na to help out because everything came from them. Eh. I mean, that's sila talaga nagsimula. When I started playing, uh, and of course, wala ako if not for them. <laughs> Yun. Yun unang-una. And then, they really supported me in playing. Uh, they would pay for all the fees when I was younger. They would play, uh, they would pay for all the entry fee. And then, pag natalo, syempre, I was young pa din. I was in high school. They would pay for the table fees. And then, their time. Just the fact na, if, ano yun, halos, has every month kasi may tournament. That was the time na sobrang boom ang billiards, mga 90s. So, not so long ago then, Just a few years back then. Uh, so, yun, yun yung, uh, my family, my, my mom and my dad, even my brother who was young then, would really come come with me and wait. Eh, ang tournament ang tagal. Ang tagal ng tournament. And they're really there. So, nung time na the family needed my help, May times, of course, na parang siyempre mabigat din sa loob mo na lahat ng kinita mo napunta sa to pay off debts. Hindi ko i-deny yun. Pero, uh, again, as I mentioned kanina, dumating ako sa point sa maturity. Uh, dumating ako sa point na I ask, I, I, I talk to my parents I, and I thank them. Sabi ko sa kanila, because of you, you became the instrument. You became the instrument for me to mature. Kasi kung hindi nangyari yun, kung hindi nangyari yung point in our lives na nag-rock bottom tayo, hindi rin ako magmamature uh, as a person and in handling money. So, it was, syempre nung time na yun, parang hindi ko nakikita yung value na yun. But, I'm just thankful lang na I always chose the right thing. Kahit minsan mahirap. Kahit minsan mahirap. Pero yung disiplina na yun, nadadala ko rin sa paglalaro. Kahit minsan mahirap, yun pa rin. You, ch- you choose the right thing. Pero not, not always. Marami akong mali. Marami akong flaws. But nung time na yun, buti na lang, I decided on it. That's great. No? I think it's a realization also, I guess, for, even for the viewers and for everyone um, who has gone through a sport and uh, has excelled that, you know, your family, your parents have also sacrificed mm-hmm. for you. Yes. Right? And all the little things, di ba? Yung driving you to, to the venue or to training. Di ba? Yung malilit na ganyan eh. The, you 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 don't notice that or you don't realize that but you know it's it's really as now as as us as parents you know, we do that also for our kids and and it really is a sacrifice because you want your yeah. your son or you want your daughter to really you know not only not not just excel but really get into sports right? and i think that's the no? that's why giving back is no is is not a, it's not a hard it's not difficult eh? it's not a question it says that when the families in need, you know, you're the first one there to really about. And and that's and that's how I like that you realize that. No? So okay. Um 
when, through the years now, no, you've begun to develop the maturity for the sport. Uh, and then you, you mentioned about your mindset mo, that you've already accomplished what you set out for. And, you know, kahit manalo or matalo ka man, diba? it's now on equal ground. Diba? So simply put, you win some, you lose some. Diba? But, you know, it's really all about the mental and how you want to achieve and get better. But, but recently, you've taken on a different role. I think in 2019, um, this time as a mentor to young aspiring kids who want to be like you. You know, what sort of mentorship have you been giving these kids and how has this been for you? So, uh, with the team, I have five teammates who, who I'm really close with. I, I call them my kids. And then uh, I wanted to I wanted to create a culture of... Uh, of being, uh, of celebrating each other's victory. So I initiated it by, if, for example, next second ako in a tournament or podium finish, first, second, or third, uh, I would uh, invite them. Uh, Nag-outing kami, swimming, tapos nag-enchanted kingdom kami, uh, movies, uh, dinners, movies nga namin, laging Tagalog. And minsan sobrang corny, but it's always funny kasi kaming lima. So kahit ano, Basta as long magkasama kaming lima, uh, it's always fun. So, and then this ki- this kids, magaling sila eh. Uh, one of which, yung Icheska. Uh, sobrang galing na bata. Uh, but what I noticed is that sometimes kasi parang sa game, meron silang sariling discarte na eh. So, mahirap to really like uh, yung makialam. So, what I do is I just Parang nandun ako as an older sibling, parang ganun. And then, may times pa nga na parang nahihiya sila minsan pag nagkakamali in like, outside billiards. And what I always say is that, no, kasi huwag kayong mahiya or just walang ano, because pinagdaanan ko rin yan. So, I'm here. I'm here as not someone na who will call on yung mga mali, but here lang as to guide. So, I think that's my role primarily with this group is to guide them. Especially yung sa mga, uh, like mga, being a champion person. Ako, ano, I'd say na, I'm learning. I'm learning and hoping to be one. But while I'm in that, I'm in that journey, sinasama ko rin sila. Na, we give back, yung ganang. And then, uh, last year, ah, no, no, 2020 pala last year, no, 2019, uh, I started, uh, this free coaching for women who are interested in the sport. Uh, and may mga nag-sign up, iba-iba. Meron yung series of sport, meron yung uh, laro-laro lang, and then meron yung medyo mas mature, merong younger. Uh, the reason behind this is that I'm looking for women players na I'm not, I'm not getting any younger. And what I noticed is that when I joined international tournaments before, like China, Korea, Jap- Japan, lagi marami yan. But most of the countries, konti lang yung, yung, ano, yung participants like from that country. Like China before, one lang, ganyan. Two. But now, grupo sila. As in, grupo-grupo na sila. And then kami sa Philippines, dalawa lang. So sabi ko kay Cheska, gawa din tayo ng sarili nating grupo. Sabi ko, magtawanan din tayo magtawanan kahit walang nakatawa. <laughs> Para lang, alam mo yun, yung parang meron din kami. Kasi yun nga, we go into, parang ang treatment kasi we go into war, but in dalawa lang tayong sundalo. So medyo, ano tayo, mas maganda yung grupo din para 
'di ba? Sabi nga sa mga raffle, more chances of winning kasi mas marami. <laughs> mas maraming kumog, maraming raffle coupon. So, so that's my goal, but then the pandemic happened and I think I'll be more into it kapag after na akong naglalaro. Ngayon, paano-ano lang. Pa, pa konti-konting turo and if somebody asks me sa messenger, I would really answer na ano, I'm excited to answer. Pag meron yung champ paano to ganyan, I would I would I would really answer. And then yun, but I think after after me being an athlete, dun talaga I feel na talaga magfo-focus ako on it, to find women players. Ngayon pa lang I'm I'm doing that na because si games kasi dalawa eh. Dalawang ano yan, dalawa. So pwedeng mag silver gold sa end. So si Cheska is there. So I'm trying to look for that other person who will be there na anchor din na magiging silver gold pa rin sa si games. I like it. I like the excitement that you're um, emitting right now, and you know, even even the way you the way the, your plan, no, yung plano mo in terms of how to how to you know to scout for players, how to develop these players on and off, in and outside of the sport, diba? Creating that bond, and uh, you know, just being like a, like an older sister to them. I think this is something that you know, is what's needed, no? If you were to go at a larger scale. Um, looking for for talent, you know, nationwide, and I think you know to be able to create that path that you've actually created for yourself and for others to follow. I think it's going to bear a lot of a lot of fruit, and you know, we're excited for that. Being and you know, um, wish you all the luck. Thank but, you. So my last question now, before before I turn it over to Simone, is, you. you know, what other forms of service um, have you gotten yourself into? You know, besides you know contributing to the family. And then, of course, contributing your time to young aspiring athletes. What else is there that we need to know, or that that the viewers want? A big part of uh, of me succeeding uh, is my faith. Now, with that, I believe in tithing, giving ten percent of all my earnings. So, with that, um, like for example, when I win a when I when I win a championship or I, or uh yung finish or even in the any any income that I have, whether salary, whether uh from a sale of something or tournaments, 10% goes to tithing. Uh, and sometimes I pray na kasi tithing is for the church, diba? But sometimes I pray, especially during the pandemic. Minsan I I I pray to God na Lord, yung 10%, baka hindi mo na bung church ha. Kasi there are some people who need it. Eh. So, so, in 10%, some of it goes to the church, some of it goes to the people, even people whom I don't know na who needs it. And, ang sarap kasi nung, ang sarap kasi nung feeling, like, and this has helped me. Uh, kwento ko lang, quick kwento. Uh, before kasi, when I was supporting the family, when we went through rock bottom, when I joined a tournament, ang end goal ko, ang sinasabi ko is that, oh, I want to bring honor to the country, ganyan, ganyan. But as I mentioned kanina, when when I when I really uh, inspect my heart, ang gusto kong mangyari is to be able to have the money to pay off my brother's tuition. So with that, nagkakaroon ng dead end. Nagkakaroon ng limit. Pagka dating ng, let's say, top 32 or top 16, and then yun na yung kailangan ko na money, at that time, nagre-relax na ako. Parang, oh, nawawala na yung fight. 
hindi ko sinasadya. Hindi ko sinasadya. But because siguro yun yung end goal ko sa isip ko or sa heart ko, yun yung nangyayari. And then ever since na I've started typing, naging iba yung focus. Ang na-excite ako. Like for example, after the group stage, oh, ito na yung prize money ko. 10% of this is there. Uh, is this. And then, ano kayang pwede kong bigyan? Ano kayang pwede kong mangyari? Ano kayang... And then, with this uh, part of siguro guiding the kids, guiding the kids, sinama ko sila dun sa isang uh, outreach that we did. We went to Smoky Mountain. And then we, pri- we provided food and then uh, school materials. And then they were there also. Because I want them to see na when you win, it doesn't only benefit you, but it benefits the community as well. Kasi what's the point? What's the point of you taking and taking, di ba? Parang pagka, pagka, as you grow older, as you mature, parang nagkakaroon, siguro kasi nandun ako sa latter part of my career. So parang nandun na yung parang medyo legacy part. So, so yun. I, uh, and it excites me. Excites me when, like for example, pag merong may kailangan ng Q-stick, ganyan, or ano, baka after nito, marami nang mag-message sa akin ng Q-stick, ha? pero dun sa tights yun, again, ha? So, but, yun. Uh, pag meron, like for example, a teammate who needs a Q-stick, um, if I may share lang, yung teammate ko was joined the SEA Games last ano, and then kailangan ng equipment. And then I had, I had a good, uh, paano ba, good win, good performance, and then nagkaroon ako ng money for it. So, yun. Parang, you propel other people also to reach for their dreams. Kasi, yung person na yun, once this person reaches for, ma-reach ma- ma- yung goal niya, this person will also affect yung family. Una naman yan, family eh. So, matutulungan niya family niya and then community. So, yun. So, I'm excited about it. That's great. And and that's what a way to uh, to actually leave a lasting legacy no, for yourself. And, uh, yun nga, as... You know, just listening to what you said, giving your earnings, you, you know, I thought about, you know, to give and not to count the cost. Eh, you know? It's just really being selfless and and cue stick. Anyway, thanks for being Ito very... Ito na, binabanggit ko eh. Pag in-edit niyo, pakicut na lang yung part na yun kasi mukhang, <laughs> mukhang magbubuo nga yung manghihingi ng cue stick. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Flooded yan. But everything, thank you very much. Um, very, very inspiring. Very inspiring. So now we'll, I will turn you over to Simone. So there's so much to learn from your life story. And if you were to summarize, short and sweet, uh, what are the three things our audience can take away from your experience on how to enter new frontiers? Uh, probably I could uh, summarize it into three things. First is self-discovery, to know yourself, to know yourself, and to know your sport, if you're into, if you're into a sport. And then from there, uh, is to build, to build, to build a strategy, a clear, a clear plan. Kailangan muna, alam mo muna eh, before ka mag-build. Kasi build, kanyari mag-build ka, like what I did in the early part of my career, build ako ng build pero parang meron siyang nagpa-plateau ako. That's exactly it. That's why I got I got a personal coach. Kasi feeling ko nagpa-plateau ako. Hindi nagpo-progress yung game ko. It was because the knowledge I had about myself and about the game 
hindi kaya, wala pang formula, wala pang building na nangyayari. So, and then with this, kasi discovery, and then, and then meron ka ng strategy. And then now, of course, with that, hindi malayong mangyari na may blessing. So you give back. So service. Uh, I understand na hindi naman lahat, of course, hindi naman ano eh, na makapag-tithe agad ng 10% or, but you could also also tithe your service. You could teach your your time, pwede yun. Kasi may time na medyo nahirapan din ako yung time naman. Like, katulad nito, yung me teaching, yung free coaching, that's also tithing. That's, that's me giving my time. So, yun. Kasi, when, when, when that happens, it's enjoyable, eh. Parang you're doing something that makes a difference. Kami yun, parang you're doing something na na hindi lang for yourself. It makes it more worthwhile. So, there. And there you have it, Bing Amit's top three tips on how to enter new frontiers. Number one, embrace self-discovery. Number two, build a strategy. And three, be service-oriented. So now it's time for our next segment that we call Crunch Time. So all right, Bing, <laughs> we're going to throw you some questions and you're going to have to answer them as fast as you can. All right? There's no need to explain unless okay. we can't help but ask. All right, so for the first okay. question. All right, uh, eight ball or not, uh, eight ball, nine ball, or ten ball? Nine ball. Favorite all time sports coach? Oh, it's a, it's a Tim Cohn. Favorite tournament venue? Coach Tim Cohn. Favorite tournament venue? Uh, Shanghai. <laughs> Shanghai, China. Favorite billiards icon? Of course, given Tatay Efren, the GOAT. <laughs> Most memorable sports experience? Mm, 2011, I lost in the finals. My first time to throw a medal. Other sport you can excel in other than billiards? Basketball. Kontina lang dunk na eh. <laughs> Athlete you admire the most? Ah, Steph Curry. Even before, uh, even before he was Steph Curry. Uh, Steph Curry. <laughs> Favorite sports so, film? Ah, uh, Chariots of Fire. Oh, nice, nice. And goals or process goals? Process, definitely. Process goals. Hobbies and life apart from billiards? Uh, what the? I tried, ano, photography. Pero, wala eh. <laughs> Hanggang cellphone lang. <laughs> okay. Favorite non-sports film? Non-sports, non-sports. Nothing Hill. <laughs> Favorite <Yeah>. color? <laughs> uh, aqua? Aqua? Uh, aqua blue? Turquoise, turquoise. Turquoise. <laughs> uh, favorite food? Any. Any. 
hindi ako mapili. So, wala akong favorite. This will take us a long time if I'm going to choose a favorite. <laughs> okay. Sleeping? I love food. I'm a foodie. <laughs> okay. Sleeping or exercising? <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> diba? Nagkakape nga ako ngayon, no? So, sleeping. <laughs> if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Oh, that's difficult. To remove pain. Yes, and deep. But yeah. Necktie or bow tie? Bow tie. Sea Games, bow tie. Favorite book? Favorite book? Uh, Awaken. Awaken the Giant. Life purpose in three words. Uh, <laughs> oh, grabe, ang naisip ko lang, eat, pray, love, eh. Pwede ba yun? Yun na lang, iniram ko na lang. <laughs> Alternative career. CPA lawyer. Last. Favorite quote. Ah. Favorite quote. <laughs> yun na nga sasabihin ko eh. Nag-coach pa sa akin dito. Yun na nga sasabihin. Dito lang legit. You can do all things through Christ. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> right. ano? Ah, sorry. Di ko alam kung kasi yung legit na yon because somebody coach. So ano? Long ah, uh, short term pain, long term pleasure. Di short- talaga quote that parang a phrase. Yeah. All right. So. I should seriously get a bell right now, but you know, crunch time is done. And thank you so much, Bing, for for really being super game to answer our questions and our different segments, and also for being super game to answer our crunch time questions. And now we've come to the end of the episode for our final messages. So, Relly and Robbie, let's share with our teammates what we have in store for them in our next episodes. So there you have it, folks. On behalf of the Gold Diggers, I would like to thank you for joining us tonight. Please do share your thoughts with us on Facebook in our page and tag the Gold Diggers PH. Or you can post or comment on our video uploads on Facebook and YouTube. We'd really love to hear from you guys. Thank you also to everyone who has followed us on our Facebook page and subscribed to our YouTube page as well. If you haven't liked or followed us, we hope you can click that button and continue to dig with us. Tune in next week as we dig in with former DLSU national team player and Bayanian artist, Marielle benitez Habeliana. Got any questions for Marielle? Hit us up on our Facebook page. See you guys. Robbie, take us home. Thank you, Relly. So, Bing, your life story so far is one of adversity and, more importantly, boldness. And we thank you so much for your time, the wisdom, and the experience that you shared with us and the rest of our listeners. Uh, to you... Thanks to you, there's a lot that we can learn from from sports, especially in paving a way forward in uncharted territory. So maraming, maraming, maraming salamat, Bing. Teammates like Bing, we can realize that the mental game is an aspect that daily grinders need to work on. And once again, we are happy to share that we began the Gold Diggers Mental Health Minute in partnership with Rock Ed Philippines this year. So in order to provide tangible mental health tips one minute at a time. Join us and join join us and our fellow gold digger uh, gang Badoy Kapati on Thursdays on the Gold Digger social media pages, as well as on Spotify for the details and get those mental reps in. So to our teammates with Rock Rock Ed Philippines, thank you, thank you so much for what you do. And lastly, 
once again, let's continue the fundraising for our advocacy, Pitch and PH. Please continue helping out our fellow Filipinos who are in most need by following our Facebook for more details on how you too can pitch in for PH. So over, over to the woman of the hour, Rubilen Bing Amit, your final message for this episode, please. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tonight. Thank you, Rally. Thank you, Simone. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you to the gold, gold diggers for, for, this, for this program. Because I'm sure this is not only applicable to athletes, but also to the people who are trying to pursue different endeavors. So maraming maraming salamat for your time. And I hope that the ones who are listening, meron kayong napulot tonight. And again, I would like to thank the Gold Diggers because you guys are making a difference. This is tightening. This is service. So, and your preparation, definitely service. So again, thank you. And uh, I hope this is not the last. Such a pleasure to have you with us, Bing. And that ends our session for today. So catch you on the next episode on the Gold Diggers. Remember to dream, dig in, and win. Take care and see you.